Welcome to the podcast of Scott Street MB Church. We hope you find this message inspiring and encouraging in your walk as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. So glad to be together on this this Sunday. Uh, I sat down to write this message, and as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about my first full year sort of of serving you here at uh, Scott Street, how grateful I am for my church family, and what a wonderful Christmas season we've had, Christmas Eve service and Christmas morning. I was thinking how um, I'll never forget Rachel and Phil holding little baby Jesus up here, right here in the manger. Um, Jesus was a girl this year. She was played by Avery. Uh, And I just want to say Avery played the part so well. It was like she was like a real baby. You know, I don't know. Phil said she studied hard to understand the role of a baby and she got she really got into it the week before and was very baby-like all week before the playing the part of Jesus so we are grateful we're grateful for our babies uh, and uh, and she was a beautiful baby those of you who are here did you see her fast asleep in Rachel's arm Mary's arms she was beautiful Sarah and I have had a great year. We've enjoyed coming to know you and to love our new church family, our new home, and our new, our new city of St. Catharines, the Garden City. We love it. I like to think of myself as a grateful and happy person. I love life. I love my friends. I enjoy doing so many things. As we come to the end of the year, I'd like, if I was to make a list of all the things I'm grateful for, it would be from... From here to the floor, I'm just so grateful for people, for things, for, for you. I'm grateful for Africa, for the many years that I, I served there. I love Africa. I love my African friends, my brothers and sisters, and, and I miss Africa every day. And um, I miss the people, my friends, my kids. Um, and I'm so grateful for a season of, of life in Africa. Um, You've, you've got to know me. I love technology. I'm so thankful for technology. For uh, I trained as an audio-video technician, and I love sound systems. I love to be back there with David. I try not to bother him too much. I love anything to do with Apple computers. Um, I'm so glad that I was born when I was born. I'm grateful for computers until they break, and then I curse them. But uh, and then I try to fix them. I'm grateful for my beloved Sarah. We've had a wonderful year together. She's put up with me for over 30 years now. Grateful to be a husband and to have a wonderful wife. I'm grateful for scripture. I love being your pastor and every week to get into the word. I love, you have to forgive me, I love going back to the original Bibles. I know we have mainly English and we have some German Bibles here, but... You know, they're written in Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic. I love those original languages, so there's something exciting when I get to, uh, to read those original languages. And then to share it with you, and I try not to do it too much because it can be boring, but it can also be insightful. I love Christmas because it means that I get to slow down, to focus on my faith, um, to spend the night at my parents' house. Sarah and I spend a night or two with mom and dad. The whole family comes down. I get to play ping-pong against my sisters, and they just love to try to beat me. I love the sights and the sounds of Christmas, everything about it. I, I love this Christmas this year. All the kids have come home. Dana's home, and so glad she's back, and Sam is here. We have Raphael, if you haven't 
met a Swiss man. Here's your chance this morning. Grab him before he takes off. Lucas is here. So the kids, it's like the, the wise men are coming to the, and women are coming to the manger, coming back for Christmas. And it's so nice to, to have you home. Welcome home. We're not going to let you go back. So Christmas has just passed, and I'm still living in the light and the joy of Christmas. The word joy is a simple and profound word. It means delight and pleasure. I enjoy fill in the blank. What do you enjoy? Think about the Christmas season. I enjoy turn to the person beside you. You have 10 seconds and share what you enjoy. What do you enjoy in the Christmas season? What do you enjoy? What do you enjoy? I know for Sarah, oftentimes the answer is the same. You'll know it. It's two words, ice cream. She enjoys ice cream. For me, I enjoy my parents. I enjoy summer days, uh, warm, driving through the... uh, the grapevines on my motorcycle. I enjoy learning new things. I enjoy studying God's word. Man, I enjoy a lot. The word joy comes from the French joie, the Latin gaudia, Spanish alegria, German freude. They all mean the same thing, joy, happiness. The English word enjoy is an interesting word. It means to give pleasure. Like the word encourage means to give courage. If I encourage you, I give you courage. To enjoy means to give joy. To enjoy doesn't mean to keep it to yourself. To enjoy means to give it away so someone else can enjoy. Joy is something you give away. I enjoyed writing this message. Not for myself, because I get to give it away, and I hope that you enjoy it as well, that you find joy in it. As we approach the end of the year, close your eyes and think, what are some of the things that I am most grateful for as we come to the end of this decade? Just close your eyes for a minute so that you can concentrate. What are some of the things that you are most grateful for this decade? Keep your eyes closed. Think about your family your children. Think about this beautiful place that we live, St. Catharines. Think about this incredible church family and worship. Think about silence. Think about the gifts of reading and praying, the gift of eating. We are so blessed. Let's open our eyes. There are many things that make us happy, many things that give us joy. Many things that make me happy. The word joy is found in the Bible 650 times. It's an important word, joy. Uh, The word in Greek is kara. Kara, this is where we get the name Karen, Kara, or Carol. If you call Karen, Kara, Carol, any of those K words, your name means joy. And that's because probably when you were born, your parents said, oh. This, is the, this brings me great joy. I'm going to call my child Carol. The Bible speaks about joy in so many places. Psalm 511, But let all who take refuge in God 
be glad. Let them sing with joy forever. Let us sing with joy forever. I could sing with joy forever as long as Paul is singing and playing. I love his voice. Psalm 43, 4, the psalmist called his, he, God his delight. He says, I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. God is my joy and my delight. Romans 14, 17. Here's the message version of it. I love the message version of the Bible. God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put into your stomach, for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together, and completes it with joy. God completes our life with joy. Lastly, Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. There is no law against joy. You can be joyful. Do you have problems? Yes. Is my back sore sometimes? Yes. Can I have joy when my back is sore? I better. Because otherwise I'm going to be one nasty old curmudgeon. You know, trying to make everybody upset because my back is sore. I'm going to make you sore too. Do you know anyone like that? I pray that that's not you. I pray that you're not bringing people down, but that you are helping them to enjoy life. Three keys to experiencing joy in this new year, in this new decade. Simple, simple things. Keys to joy for the 2020s. Oh, you're going to love writing 2020. I wrote it a few times. Firstly, a key to joy is to worship the king. I remember the scripture from Matthew where the wise men were coming to find Jesus. They said, where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and we have come to worship him. They were looking for him so that they could worship him. And when they found him, they gave him gifts. They, they cared for him. They had joy when they found the child, when they found the king. And they worshipped him when they found him. Psalm 1611 says, in your presence is the fullness of joy. When these wise men, when the shepherds, when they were in the presence of Christ, the child Christ, they were filled with joy. When we worship the king, when we come into his presence, there we can find joy. We should have joy here on Sunday mornings. As, as we sit in his presence, as we hear his word, as we share communion, there should be joy and there can be joy. What does that look like? I get to see you. You poor things, you have to look at me. I get to see all of you on Sunday morning. And I can see how you're doing. I can see how you're feeling. You know, there's Margaret over there. Where's my Margaret? She's always smiling. There you are, Margaret. That, no, she's right over there behind John. You know, she gives me joy. Because when I'm preaching, she's listening. She's a good listener, and I can see that on your face. And you love to worship the king. You do. And I love to be able to lead you and open the word to you because you love it. We worship the king. We come into his presence. We find joy. When we worship the king, it means that we recognize him and we say, he is mine and I am his, that we belong. I belong to Jesus. 
I am your pastor and I am a member of Scott Street MB Church. I am a Mennonite and I love it. But I belong to Jesus. I am his and he is mine. I'm never alone. And we belong to one another. We belong to Christ. Our worship, we worship the king. It's powerful. It draws us together. We belong to one another. What a gift to have each other. May we in this, our last Sunday of this decade, look back with gratitude and look forward with hope. Amen. I know that there's things in the past, over the last 10 years, that may have been difficult. We've lost loved ones. We may have gotten ill. We, we lost some abilities. But we gain so much as well. So let's look forward with gratitude based on the past, with hope to what God's going to do in the 2020s. We're here together and we're going to have some fun. And God's going to do something incredible with us. Amen? If only we allow him. Secondly, the second key to joy in 2020 is to spend time with the king. Matthew 1, 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. That was our theme throughout Advent. Even Jesus' names mean, means God with us. He wants to be with us. He wants to spend time with us. Who was your favorite person to spend time with? Don't say it out loud, particularly if it's not the person you're sitting next to. <laughs> Who is your favorite person to spend time with? Some of you may think it's your new dog. Dear Rodney had a puppy, and it turned into a horse. His big, beautiful, black dog. And I know he enjoys spending time with that dog, being dragged around the neighborhood. I have scars from your dog. I cherish those scars. <laughs> Who do you love to spend time with? Your spouse, your dad, your mom, your grandchildren? How do you feel when you're with that person? One of my favorite people is my niece, Teresa. And she is just a peach. She was, she was at Grandpa and Grandma's. I'm Uncle Rob or Uncle Robbie to her. She came and she lived with us in Vancouver for a little while. And she is such a delight. Sarah took her to France and... And um, we just love this girl. And she's growing up to be this beautiful woman and smart. I don't know where she got those smart genes. But we just, we just, and she's got hair too. I don't know where she got those hair genes. But just a pure delight. Any time that I can spend time with that, that beautiful young lady, Sarah and I will spend time with her. We'll drive anywhere. We'll pick her up at airports. We'll have her live with us for for whatever amount of time, because we love that girl. When you spend time with someone you love, it changes your life. And our encouragement as we move into this next decade is to spend time with Jesus. Spend time with him. Jesus says, I'm the vine. You are the branches. If you abide, you spend time with me, and I in him, you'll bear much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask for whatever you want, and it shall be done for you. These things I have spoken to you, that my, here's that joy word again, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy be, may be made complete. 
Abide, for there's joy in it. Spend time with Christ. Thank you for coming on a Sunday morning. I was watching the weather. I am such a nervous. I do not sleep well on Saturdays, Saturday nights, because I'm worried about you. You know, and they say this ice is coming, and, and so I'm worried about you. I don't want you to fall, but I don't want to cancel the service, because I love to see you, and I love to spend time with you. May we, as we enter this new decade, spend time with Jesus and look forward to it. I'm looking forward this summer to hiring some more students, to having four or six wonderful young people that we'll spend time with, we'll serve together, we'll we'll grow the church, we'll bless our kids. We didn't have many kids here today. Just just Phil and I and and the boys and... One beautiful angel. We, uh, we bless our kids. We're so grateful for our kids. Can't forget Christmas Eve, those little sheep. It was as if all of their wool was just auto-ejecting. It was, it was over there. There was wool all over the place. We love our kids. May we enjoy spending time with our children. Thirdly, the third way, key to find joy in 2020 is to rejoice in Christ. To rejoice in the King. Now, rejoicing is a choice. Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. Let us enjoy our faith. It's a big part of who we are. Let us rejoice in being Christians. Life is too short to be down and depressed. Let your faith bring you joy this year. God is with us. Let's spend time rejoicing that we have Christ with us. You know, in the old days... I, there were some people in my church when I grew up, there were some old men and women, I am now one of them, but there were some old men and women, and I was afraid of them, because it looks like they, they ate lemons every morning, you know, and they would, and, and if the, and they, they weren't very happy, particularly in me, because I had a, a big fuzzy head, and I was one of those kids that was always running, I didn't walk anywhere, I ran everywhere. And I didn't speak quietly. I had this voice that I have now. Well, it was a kid voice at that time. But it was still loud. And um, sometimes I was afraid. I thought church was a place you go and you can't be happy. That you can't rejoice. But let's, let's make our family a place where, where visitors come in and, and become family. Where children come and they feel loved. Let's, let's make our, our every Sunday a time of rejoicing. So grateful for Matt and Tim and Paul, for all of the people on our worship teams that help us to rejoice. Everyone who sings, our dear Abby, up here singing, we love her. Thankful for your voice. I love to hear you and your mom sing together. Because when, when you're up here, you're helping us rejoice. And so we're grateful. Rejoice in the Lord always. May you have joy in the coming decade, in the coming year. I'm going to try to lead you as we rejoice in Christ. Let me finish with a story. It's a Christmas story. Sit back. If you want to close your eyes, just don't snore. Beautiful Christmas story. Bobby was getting cold, sitting out in the backyard in the snow, 
Bobby wasn't wearing boots. He didn't like them anyway, and he actually didn't own them. His thin sneakers had some holes in them, and they didn't do a very good job of keeping out the cold. Bobby had been in his backyard for about an hour already, and try as he might, he could not come up with an idea for his mother's Christmas gift. He shook his head as he thought, this is useless. Even if I come up with an idea of something I can give mom, I don't have any money to buy it. Ever since his father had passed away three years ago, the family of five had struggled. Four children and a mom, it wasn't because mom didn't care or try. There just never seemed to be enough money. She worked nights at the hospital, but the wage she was earning could only be stretched so far. What the family lacked in money and material things, they more than made up for in love and unity. Bobby had two older and one younger sister who ran the household in mom's absence because she worked two jobs. All three of his sisters had already made something for their mother. He just didn't know how to make things. Somehow it just wasn't fair. Here it was Christmas Eve and he had nothing for the mother he loved. He wiped away a tear and Bobby kicked the snow and started to walk down the street where the shops were. It wasn't easy being 10 years old without a father, especially when you needed a man to talk to. Bobby walked from shop to shop, looking into each decorated window. Everything seemed so beautiful and so out of reach. It was starting to get dark and Bobby reluctantly turned to walk home when suddenly his eyes caught the glimmer of the setting sun reflecting on something on the road. He reached down and discovered a shiny gold loony. Never before had anyone felt so wealthy as Bobby felt as he picked up that loony. As he held his treasure in his hand, a warmth spread throughout his entire body. He walked into the first store that was the next store up the road. In his excitement, he started looking at what he could afford for this loony. And uh, he talked to some salespeople. But everyone told him that there's not much you can buy for a loony. Even the, even the dollar store doesn't sell things for a dollar anymore. He came out of the shop and he saw a flower shop and he went inside. When the shop owner asked him if he could help him, Bobby presented the loony and asked if he could buy one flower for his mother's Christmas gift. The shop owner looked at Bobby and his loony. He put his hand on little Bobby's shoulder and he said, you just wait here, I'll see what I can do. As Bobby waited, he looked at the beautiful flowers and he, he thought that even as a boy, he could see why mothers and girls liked flowers. He liked them too. The sound of the door closing as the last customer left jolted Bobby back to reality. He was all alone in the shop now. He began to feel alone and small, but here he was, a boy with a purpose to get a gift for his mom. Just then the shop owner came out from the back, moved to the counter, and there before Bobby's eyes lay 12 beautiful long stem roses with green shiny leaves and tiny white flowers all tied together in a big silver bow. Bobby's heart sank uh, as the owner put them in a box. He thought he must be preparing them for someone else. The owner said to Bobby, that will be 50 cents, young man. The shop owner 
reached out his hand and he grabbed the loony. And then he got 50 cents change and gave it back to Bobby. Could this be true, he thought? No one else would give him anything for a loony. Sensing the boy's reluctance, the shop owner added, I just happen to have 12 roses on sale for 50 cents. It's our special of the day. Would you like them? This time, Bobby did not hesitate. When the man placed the long box into Bobby's hands, he knew it was true. He walked out to the door of the shop holding this beautiful box of flowers. And he heard the shop owner say, Merry Christmas, son. As he returned inside, the shopkeeper's wife walked out. She said, who were you talking to back there? And where are those beautiful roses you were fixing? Staring out the window and blinking the tears from his own eyes, he replied, a strange thing happened to me this morning. While I was setting up things to open the shop, in my heart I knew that I needed to set aside a dozen roses, a dozen of my best roses, for a special gift. And they sat all day in the back. I wasn't sure at the time who God wanted me to give these roses to. But I set them aside anyway because I felt his calling to put them aside. Then, just a few minutes ago, a little boy came into the shop and wanted to buy flowers for his mother for a loony. When I saw that little boy tonight, I knew what I was meant to do. The shop owner and his wife hugged each other. They stepped out into the bitter cold air, but somehow it didn't feel cold anymore. My prayer for you this coming year is that you would hear God's voice, that you would set aside time, that you would set aside gifts, you would set aside things, and you don't know why, but in obedience, you would do what Christ calls you to do, that you can make a difference to those in need, in your family, in your neighborhood, in your school, and in your church. God bless you in 2020. Let's pray together. Loving Father, we pray that you would walk with us this year. We're grateful for your care and your love. Over this last decade and over our lives, you have walked with us. Father, in the first few days of the 2010s, there was a tragic earthquake with millions left without their homes in Haiti. Ten years later, Father, that country still has great need and we have a heart for that country. Father, direct us this coming year that we can give support, continued support, to those in need in Haiti. We're grateful for your direction and care for the last 10 years, for the little ones you brought into the world, for new life, and for the gracious end of life for some of our beloveds. As we look at the coming decade in the 2020s, Father, we won't fear. Rather, we'll look forward with anticipation to what you will do in us and through us. We commit ourselves. We commit ourselves, Father, to worship the King, to spend time with the King, 
and to rejoice in knowing that God loves us. We give you our hearts, our minds, and our lives, and we say, work in us. Fill us and let us shine in a dark world. Let us bring joy to our depressed world. Let us bring love to a hateful world. We come to your table this morning and once again commit ourselves to you as we eat the bread and as we drink from the cup that gives us life and life eternal. In Christ's name I pray. listening. For any questions about the message or to contact any of our pastors, please visit scottstreetchurch.ca.